Good morning, church. Today, I'm going to share with you an account and testimony of probably one of the most significant revivals that has ever took place in history, really. And it took place in Los Angeles. And actually, it was interesting that a few years ago, it's been January uh, last year, I was stood with Nathan Aboku in, uh, in Pasadena and we were waiting to go to a conference and we stood there and a bus drove past us and written on the, um, on the bus was the words Azusa Street. And that word has meant so much in my life. And um, the reason why is because a man by the name of William Seymour led a revival there that started in 1906, April the 9th, 1906. A black man in the United States was at the forefront of one of the most significant revivals that have ever taken place. During the time of the, the, the outpouring, the, they met together three times a day for seven days a week for three years non-stop. Now you imagine that, imagine being in a place, being in a church where there's meetings three times a day, seven days a week for three years. Now you know when something like that is going on that something significant has taken place. And what has really struck me, it would be entirely possible for me to really do this justice in seven minutes. So I'm just going to pull out just a couple of things from what took place um, the thing that really struck me as I read it was just the fact that God delights in taking the unlikely and doing the amazing with them. You see that with David, you see it with Moses, and the list goes on and on. You see it with Esther, people that you would have thought God's not going to do something with, God does something with them. And with, with Seymour, he lived in a time when there was still segregation in the United States, where there was hostility between blacks and whites. And even the Bible school that he attended, he had to sit on the steps as the teaching was being done because he was not allowed in the main auditorium with the white people. And it was amazing that God chose him to be the one that he would bring this outpouring. The actual measure and significance of what God did through Azusa Street some historians say that it reached into as many as 60 nations. And during the time that it took place, Evan Roberts, who was the leader of the Welsh revival in, the, in Wales, actually was corresponding. And it said that much of what was lit up in Wales had its source in the Azusa Street revival. If you go online and you look at the pictures, you see an old rackety building, an old Methodist rackety, scruffy looking building. And you look at it and you think there's nothing strategic about this. There's nothing significant about this. But God broke out in the midst of it. And not only did God break out, but God actually broke the boundaries of what was conceived to be normal. Gathered together in worship. In one account, I was reading that at the end of a meeting, they swept away tumors because of the number of people was healed. Another account talks about the fact that on the upstairs landing, there were piles of walking canes and walking sticks that had been left behind by the multitudes that had been healed. And God moved in such a significant and powerful way. And it was all triggered by one person. And as I've been reading it, the accounts and listening and watching the different videos, which I encourage you to do as well. Um, 
the, the, the thing that struck me was this, a fresh level of faith of what God can do through the small. And I think we live in a time right now where we, we sometimes think the bigger the meeting is, the more significant it is. And yet here you find a single man who pursued God. And, and as a result of his pursuit of God, something beautiful was born. And it's said about Seymour that he would spend five hours a day in prayer and then decided that actually that wasn't enough. And he increased it to seven hours a day in prayer. And that was before the revival broke out. And you see many times the preparation of the heart or every time is the prerequisite for what God's going to do. If you remember what James said, draw near to God and God draws near to you. And then another aspect of this. So the first thing is, is just this deep passion for prayer. But the other thing that just really caught my attention is one account where it said when Seymour was in the meetings, he would kneel down inside a shoebox and hide inside two shoeboxes stood on top of each other because he didn't want to take attention away from what God was doing. And this was the other thing that struck me. I mean, multitudes of people have studied the Azusa Street revival and, and, and endeavoured to pull out key aspects. But these two things, I'd say, were the things that struck me. It was his passion for prayer and for the presence of God and his humility that he did not want to take the, full, the, the limelight. He wanted God to have the fame. He wanted God to have the attention. So I want to challenge us today. And I want to challenge us with this. What, how hungry are we? How, how convicted are we that our individual prayers can make a national, even in Seymour's case, global impact? I think sometimes we're very parochial and local in our mindset. And I believe one of the things the Lord really wants to challenge us with as a church and as individuals is two things. Firstly, the significance and power that can happen through a humble, surrendered heart that commits themselves to the pursuit of God in prayer and intercession for God's presence to be to break out. And then secondly, the faith to believe that when God breaks out, that it won't just break out within our own local context, even our own church context, or even our own city context, that actually the Lord is more than willing and actually wants to move through us in such a way that the nations are impacted as a result of our work with him. So I want to encourage you with that, that as we go through this series of talks about revival, that your heart is renewed with faith, that actually your pursuit of God, your personal prayer and your engagement with Jesus and your humbling of your heart can have literally a global impact. So let's join together as a church and believe that we can see that happen in our day in 2020 as it was seen in 1906 on April the 9th. God bless you. Have a good day.